Hello? Oh, okay. So, hey guys, I decided to start like a uh, public diary sort of thing. I hope it stays a diary because I guess if I kill someone, it becomes a manifesto. But, you know, I hope it doesn't come to that. I think I'm going to call it like care for a theme because I have a lot of interests. And unfortunately, there will be no theme to this podcast. And as a consequence, essentially no following. You know, I, I think for like most podcasts, you need like a like a theme a sports podcast, Star Wars, comic book, whatever it is. But since it's so varying, there will really be nothing to to this one. So I'm sure I'll get maybe ten, hopefully fifteen, if I hit the if I hit the net. You know, that's that's the kind of golden follower ratio I want. But uh, I'm starting this the first episode of this very weirdly, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna talk about the Mandalorian, which I know is strange. And to be honest, guys, I, I might never talk about Star Wars ever again. I'm just doing The Mandalorian just because I just finished it and I have some stuff to say about The Mandalorian. And hey, you know, to start this off, I've got no... I, I don't think it's a bad show. Actually, if overall, I would say I would give it a fine out of 10 because I think it's fine. But, you know, maybe not the best idea to slag off The Mandalorian since I feel like everyone loves it. But I'm just going to tell you a couple of things that I thought about. I really liked it till the ending. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of things I thought about. I feel like the ending is... is specifically uh so some of the things i didn't like too much about the ending all right i'll tell you this well the they had like three sacrifices you know they they had first of all they had mando kind of die not really you know and that was like an emotional moment for you know for me for the audience where mando's like dying like bleeding out his ears and shit and i'm like oh okay you know that's some real stuff and then they're the but then they kind of fake that stuff out and I'm like, all right, so they have that sacrifice, kind of. And then they have the blacksmith sacrifice that, you know, wasn't really a sacrifice. So they have two kind of sacrifices. And then they do the G2 one. And it just kind of felt like, I feel like when three people offer to sacrifice themselves, it's a bit too much. You know, it's not like the rule of threes in comedy is just like, all right, three people offer to sacrifice themselves in this episode. I feel like we're going a bit too far with it, you know. I feel like if they just kind of kept it just to G2, sacrificing himself, I think that would have been a good kind of ending with that. But then they also had that thing with the with the jetpack. You guys remember that? Where Mando went to talk to the blacksmith, and the blacksmith was like, the blacksmith was like, all right, we're giving you this jetpack. Uh, it won't listen to you until you've trained extensively with, with it. And I was like, all right, here we go. Here's some season two arc. You know, I was like, all right, a season two kind of thing going on. Mando's hopping around, rock from rock. You know, he's lighting up his jetpack, he's turning it off. But then what they kind of did with the end was they just let him use it. And so he already just took off in the jetpack and he fought that uh, TIE fighter, which was cool. Like, it was a cool scene, but I was like, well, how does he already... I thought the, the blacksmith lady said that you couldn't use it until... Or I wouldn't listen to you until you've trained with it, like, extensively. So I was like, well, what's the point of... Why did, Why not even show his progression? Why just show him, like, just snap his fingers and now he's zipping around, you know? And I feel like maybe, hopefully, they'll they'll extend on that. Or they'll expand on that in, like, season two. Where he's kind of, like, training with the jetpack and figuring out how to use it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, why have him use it right now? I was like, I was looking forward to seeing him use it. In season two. And then another thing. Oh my god. I'm just. <laughs> just slagging off the most popular TV show right now. Oh my god. Uh, you know. But 
but another thing was um they showed his helmet they showed him take off his helmet and I was like, all right. I, initially, I was like, that's going to be a season finale thing. Like, the Mandalorians never take off their helmet. So I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, maybe at the end of the at the end of the, the show, they could show, man, you know, the Mandalorian's face. Like, it's kind of like uh, if you guys saw Mad Max Fury Road. Remember in Fury Road when uh, Max tells Fury Road that his name, like, right at the end of the movie. And he's like, oh, Max, you know, my name is Max. And it was like a cool thing because he never told anyone his name until the very end because he had like a bond thing and it felt like it felt like the end of the movie. Let's have him open up. So I was hoping like at the end of the show, they're going to show the Mandalorian take off his helmet and then we'll see his face. And, you know, I know it's Pedro Pascal. I've seen Narcos. I know what Pedro Pascal looks like, but I feel like narrative wise, it would have been a really cool ending to have the show on. But then they kind of just did it at the end of season one. And that was my problem with the end of season one. I still have more where it was just like, it felt like a lot of stuff that was going on felt like the series finale. You know, it just felt very, it's it's the end of the season one arc. I felt like they, they did too many things where it just felt like it shouldn't have, um, they, they did too many definite endings to too many things. And like another one was the, uh, oh man, what was it? Oh, it was G2. Yeah. So when they did the thing with G2 and G2 sacrificing himself, first of all, they, they had that arc that I liked for the duration of season one, where it was like the Mandalorian doesn't like droids because his parents were killed in the Clone Wars. All right. So his parents were killed in the Clone Wars. The Mandalorian doesn't like drones. That's a cool arc. And he doesn't like he doesn't like any he doesn't let any droids or dro drones next to his uh, ship when they're repairing and stuff like that. And I was like, that's a really cool arc. I actually really like that. But then they have G2 and the Mandalorian is, you know, distrustful of G2, you know, with his arc and stuff like that. And I was like, that's a cool thing that they're building off of. But then they have that moment like right at the end where the Mandalorian gets blown up and he, you know, he like explodes. and He's like, you know, bleeding out his eyes and all that stuff and everyone's parting ways and the mandalorian says leave me behind and g2 chooses to stay behind with the mandalorian and this is another season two thing where i was just like oh cool they're gonna do a thing with like and in season two mandalorian and g2 and they're hanging out and the mandalorian somehow escapes so it's mandalorian and g2 for like halfway through season two and it's baby yoda and the lady and the that guy, I don't know their names, but it's like Baby Yoda, the lady and the guy, and they're they're all doing something. Oh, fucking uh, Lando! It's all of them, and they're doing something until halfway through season two, and then eventually through halfway through season two, uh, Mando G two, Baby Yoda, Lando, and the the female uh, assassin lady, they all meet up together. But I thought it would have been a really cool premise to have like Mando and g2 get together and with that relationship at the beginning of uh season two like mando gets over his fear of droids and it's like you know it's just mando and the droid so and the droid saved his life so i thought it'd been a very cool way just to get over his fear of droids just by having a like a half have a season of him getting a relationship with this droid you know and especially since it's, they saved his life and then kill probably g kill g g2 at the end of season two or something like that but instead what they do is G2, he heals Mando and then he sprays him with that like a Resident Evil herb spray. He just gets up and he starts walking around and he's like limping for a little bit, but then he's fine. It's 
<laughs> just like Resident Evil. And then, so he limps around and he's fine. And then G2, you know, he sacrifices himself. You know, he's the third one to basically do it. And then he sacrifices himself. And then Mando's like crying and stuff. And Mando's like, G2, don't go. And then G2's like, I have to go. I have to do it. G2. And then Mando's I'm sad, G2. And he's like, I can tell. I'm putting my little voice. I put my voice emotion meter on. I can tell you have sad levels, you know? And I was just like, so is that it? Is that the end of the droid Mando uh, arc where it was just like he was scared of droids or he hated droids the whole time and then now one just sprayed him with that little vial and now he's like up and at him and he's like so distraught about it he's crying about G2 and I was just like it, it was an arc that was, I just an, another arc that I feel like would have been good for season 2 and then they decided to use in the finale you know I just feel like this whole finale was just they were kind of like going through they were they were setting off the fireworks they were hitting the climaxes that should have been around for two and three, season two and three, and they were just blowing them all on one. And then, all right, I, this might be what makes this podcast incredibly unpopular, but it was the thing that killed me at the end. This was with, um, well, this is a problem throughout The Mandalorian. And keep in mind, like, the first, like, one through seven, I actually like a good amount. And I still like the show. If you, if you ask me, it's like, what's your opinion Mandalorian? I'd say, yeah, it's fine. Like, I, I don't hate the show. But one thing that kills me is Baby Yoda. That guy, that little toy walking around the ship, hitting buttons. He, the biggest problem I have with Baby Yoda is that since he's a toy, you know, it's very clear. Like, I feel like Disney just got the marketing team in and they were just like, all right, we got, we need to sell a toy. Mando's cool. He's like an action figure. But how do we sell toys? And this has been a problem with Star Wars ever since Episode Six came out, where you got these Ewoks walking around and they're there because they're toys, and it just feels like ever since that they're just trying to like, oh, all right, this is a cool story, but where's the toy? And Baby Yoda to me is very clearly the toy that they that the suits came in just to be like, all right, we need how do we put this in? And the problem with that is that it's so you can't establish an emotional connection with baby Yoda and someone else because he's a baby and he has a little he's just you know he can't animate emotion because he's like a little robotic toy like all these deaths that happen around him like when um that, that guy Quinn when he got shot and he got killed by those stormtroopers and they took him away and he was like carrying baby Yoda and they took him away it's just like I feel like baby Yoda if he wasn't baby Yoda if instead of baby Yoda it was a uh 10-year-old girl, okay? And the whole premise of the show was that the the Empire was looking for this 10-year-old girl who's Force-sensitive, and she's very strong and powerful and stuff like that. They've been experimenting on her, and then Mando takes her, and they establish, like, a, a father-daughter relationship. Then you could really show, like, emotion in that relationship, you know? Because then it would be, like, maybe the girl... You know, it's kind of like a Stranger Things kind of vibe where, you know, Eleven's all distrusting and she was experimented on. And then eventually she starts warming up to, like, the people around her. It would be, like, the same kind of thing where initially this baby, this this girl who's Force-sensitive and she's experimented on, initially she doesn't care for Mando and stuff like that. And then eventually they kind of build, like, a relationship. And then what would be so good about it, what you can get from a human that you can't get from a toy is just... A human can react to situations in the way a baby Yoda can't. So when when Mando was lying on the floor, and he's dying basically, 
and he's like bleeding out. You know, he's he's dying. Baby Yoda's just kind of like indifferent. You know, he he stops that uh, scorcher flamethrower guy, but he's just kind of he's not really reacting to Mando being on the floor slowly dying because he can't because he he has no concept of it. And again, with like when Quinn died and they took away Baby Yoda, like Baby Yoda's just kind of in the bag and he's just got his little cute face and, you know, the stormtroopers like open the bag to check on him. And they're like, oh, look at this little guy. And, you know, obviously, like if it was a person, they'd probably be in tears because like, oh, you just killed Quinn and kidnapped me. But since Baby Yoda is a toy, he doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, you know, he's like 50, but he, you know, he's like a two year old. He can't react to these tragedies are going around him and it's so it's impossible to have like an emotional connection with him because he's just he just waddles around the ship pushing buttons and shit and it's like dude like if this was a person if this was like a 10 year old girl a 10 year old boy someone that you could build a relationship with it would make the scene so much more emotional where mando's saying that he's going to sacrifice himself you could have that force sensitive little girl react to it because maybe over the course of the season they became very close and special and they be they established like a relationship but you can't have baby yoda do that because you know he's he's just like a little toy walking around and you can't have him like weep over mando he's like i don't even even i can't even really be sure he knows what mando who mando is what he's been doing for him because he just seems to like he's kind of like a dog you know in a way even, even dare i say a dog would show more like emotional connection with with Mando, but that was my big, that's what I feel like really holds the show back is just if baby Yoda wasn't in it, you know, if they just had like a force sensitive little girl do it instead, I think you could get so much more emotional mileage out of it. So much, so much better narrative from it. But, you know, look at me. It's like, I'm complaining about narrative and baby Yoda's merchandise is selling like crazy. So it's like, well, who's the real, you know, if I went to Disney and, and I told Disney, he was like, I can make a show with a really good narrative or I can make a show with a, with a fine narrative and you'll make a ton of money off of merch. It's like, they're going to pick the, the money route. And then again, like, you know, it's like, can you blame them? Like at the end of the day, like I feel like people rather see cute little baby Yoda waddling around the ship and pushing buttons and stuff than, uh, you know, than like a pretty good, a better story than what they got, you know? So... Hey, I'm not too salty about it, but I just feel like that was a real missed opportunity and the the baby Yoda concept. And it's like, you can't make them. Um, a friend of mine was talking, I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he said, well, maybe you could have like baby Yoda grow up and be older for the next season. And then maybe he's talking, he's doing some stuff, but he's 50. And then the next season he'll be 51. So it won't even really make sense if he, Maybe if he says his first word, maybe if he says Mando, maybe, honestly, I could see them having that as a plot point where he's like, Mando, and it's like, oh, wow, he knows your name? Is that, because that's, that's not your name, but, um, I can see that as a plot point, but that's a whole, it's the whole baby, you know, thing's just a real fuck up for me, but, like, you know, like I said, it's, you, people love him, so, yeah, I guess I'm the only one <laughs> with this gripe right here, but, yeah, so this is a weird way to start off this, I don't know, I don't want to call it an audio diary, but maybe an audio manifesto, if you see me on, you know, weekly news one day, but 
it, like I said, there's gonna be no, there's gonna be no theme. I'm gonna tune. You're gonna tune in, and by you, I specifically mean one person because there's only one person I'm sure who will listen to this. But I, the, you're gonna tune in next week, and it's just gonna be me. I'll be talking to something completely different. And like the one person listening to this is like, oh, this is like a Star Wars thing. And it tunes in next week, and it's, I'm just talking about like, like an old. I'll talk about like old Jackie Chan movies. I'll talk about politics i'll talk about religion i'll talk about you know whatever it is that's on my mind that i feel like i have something to say i'll just talk about it but you know as a consequence if you're a star wars fan uh don't anticipate star wars content uh probably ever <laughs> i'll say maybe i'll talk about the prequels of the sequel trilogy eventually just because it is something that i like to talk about sometimes but this is not a star wars podcast or a religion or a politics podcast it's whatever I feel like talking about this week kind of podcast, you know? So, yeah, I gotta get ready for that. This is cool. Uh, maybe I'll see you guys next week. I need a chime. I need maracas. I think that'd be a cool way to kind of tune out if I just had, like, some maracas and I rattled them. Or maybe a way to tune in. But I think I'll... You guys will see next week what I got. Um, hmm, maybe a wine glass with some water. Okay. Bye, guys.